0: Hello, and welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Kohner and Mark Friedel from Kemp Point. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and will help you uncover new opportunities. We also hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions.
1: All right, we'll start off this week with a couple indexes that have come out. Uh, The first one being the Chemical Producers Regional Index and this is for October, so we're looking back a couple months here. Uh, The CPRI had declined 0.3% in October after declines in September and August as well. Uh, For those who don't remember, this CPRI is a three-month moving average index. So as you could guess, uh, going back a few months, we were in the throes of Hurricane Ida, shutting down a good part of the Uh, chemical industry along the Gulf Coast. So we're still seeing some of the effects of that, uh, but it seems like those metrics are improving, especially now that we're getting into into the end of the year.
0: All right, yeah, and so let's move into the next uh, index, which is US manufacturing PMI uh, or purchasing managers index. So it took a dip in October, which spooked a few folks um, in the industry. Um, but it looks like the PMI is back up in November. Um, and when you look across, it's actually still a very strong report. So uh, there's no, no question that demand continues to be strong. Um, from a manufacturing standpoint, one of the biggest drags on that number was automotive, which continues to be hard hit uh because of the chip shortage and other raw material shortages um and you know just anecdotally when you look around all of the uh car lots or the (laughs) the sales lots are empty and so you can see it visibly uh, but it's also showing up in these manufacturing numbers
1: yeah for sure one of the stats i saw was with, with the exception of uh the the q2 2020 uh, pandemic shutdown that we saw in the, the spring of last year. With with the exception of that, Q3 for the automotive industry was the worst quarter um, in production in almost a decade. Actually, I think it was over a decade. So yeah, it's definitely been hit hard. Wow. All right, I guess we're gonna move on to politics. Uh, the, <laughs> the Superfund tax, which came about from the infrastructure a uh, deal that was recently put into place uh, by the U.S. government. There is now a repeal proposal by some uh, senators. Uh, I think it's all Republican senators uh, to repeal that tax. Um, they, some of these, um, these these guys, you know, are are estimating that the this this Superfund tax could cost chemical companies uh, up to six hundred million each year. Uh, for for a number of years, and there's concerns that this tax is just going to pass through, go all the way down the consumer, uh, potentially hurt our industry by um, shifting production and good jobs overseas. So maybe a potential drawdown in in domestic production. So this this repeal is out there, and I guess we'll we'll uh, stand on the sidelines and kind of watch how this plays out.
0: Yeah, it's certainly. There's no doubt that the taxes um, will be paid by the consumer. I mean, no, nobody's going to sit there and uh, you know absorb those taxes. But um, I think it's a very valid. You know, the competition-wise uh, among the rest of the world, how do how do you continue? So clearly, um, it causes a, a hurdle for the industry, at least in the U.S.
1: Yeah, especially long-term. Obviously, short-term, we're not seeing a lot of imports coming into the U.S. like we used to. Uh, But a lot of that is temporary situation due to some of the supply chain uh, disruptions. Yep.
0: All right, let's talk a little bit about the crude reserves. So the the US government um, announced that it was going to release 50 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Um, and the U.S. wasn't alone in this move. I think uh, uh, other countries, China uh, and others, uh, were part of this just to address the continually escalating uh, crude oil pricing. Because uh, if you remember, you go back back a couple weeks, crude was well into the 80s um, and has since um, dropped. And so it's hard to tell, honestly, whether that's because of this reserve move or – um, uh, the Omicron variant that's come out, uh, because that also caused some speculation and and some and drop in future demand uh, potentially, uh, and so crude has been hovering around seventy bucks. Um, so uh, whether it's from uh, the reserves that have been released or from the the variant or the scare of the variant, who knows? But um, there has been some impact around the the price of oil.
1: But I'm guessing you're still paying a fortune to fill up that truck of yours, Rick.
0: That is that is correct.
1: Well, hopefully <laughs> we'll see it soon on the pumps. <laughs> uh, rail traffic uh, continues to to climb um, year to date. We're up nearly five percent from 2020 uh, so far, uh, and in recent weeks and months, it's been you know in high single digits as far as year over year. Uh, numbers are concerned, and it's still relatively flat to 2019, maybe up a little bit, half a percent or so. Um, and a lot of that is because the the rail uh, got shut down for a, a large period of time after uh, the winter storm early that we saw in late February and really into March.
0: Yeah, that one is maybe the most surprising that I that you know we talk about all the time because you know it's been nothing but demand and manufacturing increases and but the year over year growth has basically been flat when you compare it to 2019. So it's surprising yeah. to me still. For sure. All right, an interesting story, um, a collaboration between IFF and Cabot. IFF uh, produces some polysaccharides as part of their food business, and Cabot is partnering with them to um, modify those polysaccharides and create a reinforcing carbon um, for renewable or um, organic based um, uh, rubber uh, additives. So, pretty cool story.
1: Yeah. It is cool. Anytime you can see these bio-based materials uh, come into play. So these these are all based from sugar beets. All right, moving on to uh, mergers and acquisitions. Westlake uh, has announced the acquisition of the Hexion Epoxies business. This is a cash deal, uh, 1.2 billion purchase price. So obviously, uh, Westlake's sitting on a, a large pile of cash. Um, hopefully, they're putting it to good use here. Uh, Westlake is looking to diversify into some high-growth markets. Get into the epoxies market. And it allows Westlake to get further downstream. They're obviously a big upstream company. Um, vinyl chloride and polyolefins being, in, in my mind, they're kind of two mainstay um, feedstocks. And this business had 1.5 billion in sales over the past 12 months, so pretty big deal and. I can't imagine there's much left of Hexion these days.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, very quickly uh, (laughs) reducing in size. It's pretty interesting when you look at Westlake and Hexion or epoxies and PVC. Those those markets were hit uh, so dramatically this year. uh, from URI. And uh, so it's interesting to see some change and consolidation.
1: Yeah, but they're definitely growth markets at the same time.
0: All right. And another deal um, Cabot is uh, announced that it's selling its Norit activated carbon business. Um, the buyer looks to be one equity partners um if you didn't know the activated carbon is used for purification of water air food etc multiple different applications there
1: yeah so carbon cabot's got to raise some money in order to invest in those bio-based rubber reinforcements
0: yeah there you go it's a good point
1: <laughs> Cabot is active this week Alright, in our final story of the year, a story that we we talked about several months ago. I want to say this was back in June. Uh, Selenies has uh, finalized the purchase of the Santa business from ExxonMobil. Um Again, uh, the the acquisition price was 1.15 billion and it just closed here in the last week or so. So I think Selenies is planning to invest in that business where Exxon I don't think had done much with it in recent years but there's some good synergies for selling and they're gonna, looks like they're planning to invest. All right, that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch of Industry Reactions. And until then, stay safe.
0: Take care.